You're listening to the Mr. Cemetery Show, the podcast that's dedicated to the dark corners of the world. From weird news to historical oddities and the unexplained mysteries, here's your host, Mr. Cemetery. Welcome back, you sick, twisted freaks. If you're new to the show, welcome. If you're a fan of the dark, creepy, unexplained mysteries mixed with a little wackiness, then you're in the right place, because that's what we do here. Make sure you subscribe to the show. We release new episodes every Friday. You don't want to miss them, so go subscribe Subscribe. I'd also like to remind everyone that you have stolen someone's lighter at least once in your life, so stop that. I am Josh. I go by Mr. Cemetery over on Instagram and all the socials, so if you want to stalk me on that, just search Mr. Cemetery. Or click the link in the show notes for all things Mr. Cemetery. And with me, as always, is my co-host. She's creepy, she's kooky, she's mysterious, and she's spooky. She's known over on Instagram and the YouTube as One Spooky Pooky. It's Krista. Hi. Yeah, I've I've got nothing for that. Got got nothing for that? No. (laughs) I figured so. (laughs) I was not expecting the applause. Well, I applaud you. Clappity clap, clap, clap. Thank you. Yes. (laughs) Well, with all that craziness, good morning. How are you doing? Well, I don't know. Don't know? (laughs) After all that craziness. Too, Too early? It's too early to tell. You know how I am. I'm weird. It's freaking November. Yeah. What the fuck happened this year? I don't know. Gone. Good riddance. Bye bye. <laughs> bye bye. Bye bye. Mm-hmm. Christmas songs. They're already playing. Man. Yes. So jingly. So happy. By the time Christmas gets here, I'm totally sick of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hate Christmas music. It just starts way too early. It's depressing. Yeah. Makes me anxious. Yeah, Christmas music is very depressing to me. Yeah, that's what it is. It's a lot of anxiety. Yeah, people stressing about the holidays, and it's just too daggone happy. I hate happy sounding music. I hate when it starts too early, because that just makes it that much longer, yeah. the anxiety. There's only like 15 songs, and they literally play them all day, every day, for two months. Mm-hmm. I hate it. You and me both. Oh, well. But Thanksgiving's coming up. Thanksgiving. And I'm a fat guy, so I oh. like some food. Yeah. And we get to watch Thanksgiving mm. and Poultrygeist. Ooh, Poultrygeist. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you ever seen Poultrygeist? No. <laughs> uh, it's it's different. Yeah. It is made by trauma. Oh. So, so if, <laughs> that tells me enough. Yeah. If you've seen Toxies Avengers, then you know what you're getting yourself Mm -hmm. into. It's a comedy musical. It involves fast food restaurants called American Chicken Bunker. That is built on sacred ground. And people get shoved into meat grinders. And a man lays an egg. And there's zombie chickens that sing and dance. It's horribly awesome. It sounds like it. Yes. I'm going to make you watch it this year. Okay. You're going to love it. Not really. (laughs) I'm a little concerned. Aren't we all? (laughs) Hey, you get to watch Thanksgiving too, so be prepared for that one. You seen that one? No. No? They made a two and a three of that one. You get to watch the whole series. Oh, boy. Yeah. Ain't you looking forward to that? Yeah. I love horrible, cheesy, low-budget films. Some of them are kind of fun. Some yeah. of them are just too much. <laughs> for me, yeah. anyway. That's what you get looked forward to. Mm-hmm. 
Aren't you happy? Oh, yeah. You're so lying. <laughs> well. Oh, I just thought, you know what I should have put in my Halloween movie lists? Not, not let you bring all that up. No, Halloween's over. I know. No, no. <laughs> what you got? Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Oh, I yeah. forgot all about that. I love that one. Yeah, there was a few that <laughs> I forgot that I thought Darn. about after the on that list. That's save it for next year. Yeah. Well, let's turn it over to some weird-ass news. Man says alien ruined his marriage and his career by giving him an implant. A man believes that aliens ruined his life by inserting a nanochip into his arm, resulting in his wife leaving him and causing him to lose his job. Steve Colburn claimed that he had been taken aboard a UFO hundreds of times by aliens that look like your typical greys, and that he's been abducted so many times that his perspective on life has changed. Steve explained that the incident began when he found a UFO hovering over his avocado tree before he was then pulled up into the spaceship by a green light beam. Then he was led to a medical station and told to lie down, and when he returned to Earth, nothing was the same. So Steve believes he was given an implant that changed his life. Implants? Implants. What kind of implants? Boobs. Gave him boobs. Definitely boobs. That would change a man's life. It would definitely change a man's <laughs> life. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, he claimed he used a long instrument that was like a piece of stainless steel tubing. It had a fiber optic inside that transmitted ultraviolet light and had a device at the end that would dispense implants and put them into the subject. So they gave him the shaft? They gave him the shaft. <laughs> Quit making it dirty. (laughs) (laughs) Shaft. Mm, mm, Shaft. Oh, I had to do it. It's understandable. Once the abduction has been concluded, Steve noted he experienced a changed perspective on life. He continued, it does make it a lot more difficult to get along here. It seems almost irrelevant sometimes, the things that humans do. And despite the fact that Steve claimed his wife had experienced similar episodes, he suggests that the events were the reason behind their eventual divorce. I don't think it was because she was abducted by aliens. Why she wanted to divorce him. I think it's because he's a freaking crazy nut job. You could be right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what I'm going with. But I'm not a professional. So maybe she's just sick of shit. That's what I'm going with. I wonder what the judge would say when abducted by aliens is grounds for divorce. I don't know. That's a good question. (laughs) Hmm. I don't know. He confessed, my wife was not too pleased about finding out about this and blamed it all on me. I think it was pretty unfair, but that's just how people react. It destroys relationships. Well, finding out your husband's getting the shaft from aliens (laughs) would put a damper on a relationship. (laughs) Well, I got the shaft from some aliens and a boob job. (laughs) What do you think, babe? (laughs) Yeah, divorce. (laughs) Grounds for divorce. Oh, man. Too early for this. (laughs) Steve also revealed that his urge to investigate the paranormal had led him to lose his job when he was dismissed after using the company's equipment trying to analyze the suspected implant. Reflecting on the experience, Steve explored further how his outlook on life has changed, saying, It's opened my eyes. I feel like I'm a part of the society and also their society and also a member of the galactic civilization rather than just an obscure human being trapped on an obscure planet. It's hard to know sometimes which feelings are yours and which feelings are part of the aliens. 
What are your thoughts on this one? Oh, I don't know. I mean, guy seems a little nuts, but... A little? <laughs> a little. Yeah. I don't know. It's, I don't... it's funny. I laugh. I've heard some pretty compelling abduction stories, though. Bef- not his, but others. And... <laughs> Definitely not his. <laughs> so I feel like we might have been a little harsh on him, but I don't know. Uh, yeah, he's got some serious issues he needs to work out. Yeah. <laughs> and it's what it is, I guess. The Mr. Cemetery Show will return after these messages. Are you in the spine-tingling crime stories? The Krista McKibben's Hatchet Man book is for you. It's a chilling tale set in the 1800s about one of America's earliest serial killers whose disturbing crimes occurred in both Ohio and Maryland. The book also includes a full trial and confession as told by the Baltimore Sun. Hatchet Man by Krista McKibben is available on paperback and Kindle, only at Amazon.com. Too scared to sleep? Then get some coffee. Check out our haunting friends over at Sinister Coffee and Creamery. They have the perfect coffee to help you stay awake. Whether you're looking for whole beans, ground, or organic coffee pods, Sinister Coffee and Creamery has you covered. Their beans are prepared in small batches to ensure a gourmet roast that will have you screaming for more. Check them out at SinisterCoffeeandCreamery.com and use our special discount code CEMETERY10 to save 10% off your order. Again, that's SinisterCoffeeandCreamery.com. Use discount code CEMETERY10 to save 10% off your order. Now, back to the Mr. Cemetery Show. My story today is about Little Sugar Creek. A small, unassuring town of Bellbrook, located near Dayton, Ohio, has more than its share of ghostly legends and stories. Indeed, some refer to the area as Ohio's Sleepy Hollow. In particular, the area of the town near McGee Park is allegedly to be home to several ghosts. The first spirit may be responsible for Bellbrook acquiring the Sleepy Hollow nickname. Legend has it that the headless ghost of a man named James Buckley wanders the area along Little Sugar Creek, where a sawmill once stood. Now, Buckley lived in a small cabin along the creek and also operated a sawmill on the property. Over the course of time, Buckley managed to transform his small operation into a successful enterprise. In fact, he became one of the wealthiest men in town, making him an easy target for thieves. One night, Buckley's home was broken into and robbed. When authorities arrived, they found the headless body of James Buckley lying outside. Despite an investigation, the murder was never solved, and Buckley's head was never found. While the cabin stood still, it was avoided by locals, as it was allegedly to be haunted. The few people who were brave enough to venture near the house reported being confronted by a headless ghost. His arms outstretched them as if pleading for help. One couple who rented the old cabin claimed to have sighted George Buckley, standing at their front door, his ghostly head tucked under his arm. Today, nothing remains at the Buckley cabin or a sawmill, but there are those who claim his headless ghost still wanders the property, imploring anyone who sees him for help. Another ghost rumored to haunt Little Sugar Creek is that of a young suicide victim from the late 1800s. It is said that this young woman was involved in an illicit affair with a prominent politician, perhaps the mayor of Bellbrook. The secret relationship went from bad to worse when a young woman became pregnant. Once the child was born, the woman found herself unable to support it. With nowhere to turn, she went to the politician's home and begged for help. The politician refused to have anything to do with the woman or the child and had them removed from the property. In low spirits, the young woman walked with her child to a bridge overlooking the Little Sugar Creek. It was reported that she stood there for a while, softly singing to the bundle in her arms. Then she plunged into the dark water below. Her body was recovered several days later. She was still tightly clenching a bundle of cloth in her arms, but the child was gone. 
Today, people are reported seeing a ghostly apparition of a woman walking slowly along the banks of the Little Sugar Creek. She is often sighted on foggy nights in June. Many also state that she appears to be singing softly to a bundle that she carries in her arms. So... What do you think about those stories, young lady? (laughs) Kind of (laughs) creepy. Yeah, I feel like every town has a woman who jumps off a bridge with a baby. Oh, yeah. It seems like... Actually, uh, there's... We actually have a crybaby bridge. I think maybe the story was they drowned the baby. Yeah. But you gotta see this bridge. It is... Well, it's right there on Hatchet Main Road. Yeah. And it's a very small bridge over a creek. Small creek. (laughs) Yeah, that's the same way Ripley. Ripley has one. Yeah. And it's just literally... You can jump across it. Yeah. I don't know. I... I just feel like every town has this, and it's just the go-to for a bridge. I think so. Especially yeah. if it's in a creepy area or something. Yeah. It's, uh, the first first story, eh, that's... Makes me think of Sleepy Hollow. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a little different. But the bridge story with the girl and the baby, it's just... Yeah, that story is pretty well everywhere. Yeah. I mean, I've moved around a lot, and everybody's got... I think everybody's got a crybaby bridge, and everybody's got... Yeah. There's just certain things that everybody has. Yeah, so, but yeah, that's. I just thought I'd throw that one in there too because it was related to that. But mm-hmm. okay. okay, that's all I got. Okay, okay. My story is about the Solway Firth spaceman. What'd you call me? You heard me. Okay. Shut your mouth. All right. Your face. Your face. Your face is a spaceman. Your face is a spaceman. Your face is a spaceman. No, you. Yeah. You. Yeah. I'm telling. Don't tell, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. The Solway Firth Spaceman is a figure seen in a photograph taken in 1964 by Jim Templeton using a 35mm SLR camera, a Pentagon F, also branded as Contax F in the eastern part of Europe. This camera was loaded with a new roll of 35mm Coda Color X film. The general story of the photo is that Jim Templeton, who was a fireman, photographer, and local historian, took his family out on a beautiful Sunday afternoon on May 23, 1964, to the expansive Bruff Marsh along the Solway Firth. The Bruff Marsh was not a typical wetland marsh in that many parts were dry enough to walk on and livestock to graze on from May until August. The Solway Firth is a small inlet of water that forms part of the border between England and Scotland. Accompanying Jim Templeton were his wife, Annie, 35, and her two young daughters, Elizabeth, 5, and Francis, 9. The purpose of the family outing was to photograph younger daughter Elizabeth in her new dress outdoors where the lighting would be good and the scenery full of open green grass, flowers, and blue sky. They chose a spot near a large concrete arrow embedded in the ground, which was a guide for the RAF military pilots on World War II practice bombing runs, the target being in the Firth. Jim Templeton said he took three photographs of Elizabeth along the Bruff Marsh. When he got them back from being developed, the third one showed the shadow of his oldest daughter, Frances, on the left corner, Elizabeth in the center, and wife Annie on the right, in what looks like a light blue pattern dress. The dress does not appear to be one solid color. The sky in the background shows some white from overexposure, as does parts of the backs of Elizabeth's and Annie's dresses. The white on the front edge of Elizabeth's dress appears to be white trim, perhaps on the underside. There does not appear to be any blooming, which is expanding outward of the image, in any of the overexposed areas. The middle photo had something strange in it. 
Behind Elizabeth's head, on the upper right side, was the upper back torso of a futuristic-looking male humanoid figure with a stout build. His right hand appeared to be on his hip, and he was looking out across the firth as if studying something. He was dressed in white, wearing what looked like a helmet. Some of the media originally perceived it to be a frontal view because of the dark area resembling a visor or window of a space helmet. The other two photos did not show anything unusual. Templeton said his wife was behind him when the photo was taken, and he did not see anyone in the background. Many skeptics have decided that the explanation for the mysterious figure is not that mysterious at all. They contend that the spaceman is actually Annie Templeton, who walked into the background of the shot unnoticed and became overexposed and bloomed, causing her to seemingly transform or shapeshift into a large, unrecognizable person. Overexposure, or too much light, and blooming, expanding outward, would have been unwanted in camera effects due to the bright sunlight that that day reaching with adult Annie's light blue dress, they say. They further contend that she must have been wearing a small hat with her dark hair showing in the back below it. The experts at Kodak reported that they had no comparative examples in the company's files to solve the mystery, and neither did the forensic lab used by the Carlisle Police or Cumberland News. The British nighttime television magazine called The One Show attempted to recreate the photo in 2017 using a 35mm still camera with the same aperture setting Templeton used of F-16 for a sunny day at approximately the same location on the Bruff Marsh, but the best result they got was a washed-out sky and significantly blurry figure in the background. The girl's white, blue, and red patterned dress also came out mostly white. They were trying to get a match to test the hypothesis of overexposure and blooming. Now, I've been staring at these photos and playing with the color and exposure, and I really want to say that it's the mother. Judging from the direction the elbow is pointing, it appears that the person is facing away from the daughter. Could it be a perspective issue? I suppose, but I don't think so. The next thing in the picture, the mother, she's wearing a sleeveless dress with a triangular collar piece coming down the back. The figure behind the daughter also has some triangular shape coming from the neck, but comparing with the known picture of the mother, that shape appears to hang a little lower on the mother's back. There also seems to be a visible line coming down from the right shoulder, seemingly indicating that the garment worn is sleeveless like the mother's dress. At first glance, it's even more difficult to see the shoulder lines on the left side, but when I begin playing with the exposure and lighting on this picture, the garment doesn't appear to be on the left shoulder at all. There's a line that goes from under the left armpit and diagonally up to the right shoulder, not at all like what the mother was wearing. Neither of the pictures I saw showed the sister. Could it have been her? There were three photos taken that day, but as far as I know, only two were released to the public. That third photo could have the answer people have been searching for since 1964. What do you think? I don't know. That's... It's a weird-looking photo. And Yeah, it's really weird. And something that they haven't figured out for this long. I was kind of debating about doing it, but then the more I looked at this picture, yeah, it's, and compared with the picture of the mother, I was just, I don't know either. <laughs> I don't know who that is. It's definitely facing away from the camera by the way the elbow is. But the whole head area has me confused. Yeah, I think it... I mean, it could be a small hat with a, like, netting, like they used to wear down the back. That just shows the back of the head. But I don't think it's the mother. And the dress, it's weird. Because on that other side is, it's not sleeveless. Like, it comes down weird. Yeah. At an angle. I've never seen seen a dress like that, but that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, I don't know. I can't explain this one. I've never seen this photo. Yeah. No. Non-species on this one. Yeah. It's different. It's weird. 
I don't know. <laughs> that one's got me stumped. It's a mystery. Yeah. Yeah, you got me on that one. I'm going to go with Army Ant. Okay. Yep. Sure. It's an ant. It's an ant? Yep. Looks nothing like an ant. That's or maybe I'm... it's her ant. Oh. oh. She's huh? not men- mentioned in the story. <laughs> yeah, could be. I'm going with ant. Sure. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you liked what we do here and want to support the podcast, please share it with others and post about it on social media. We really appreciate your support. To catch the latest from me, follow me over on Instagram at Mr. Cemetery. Until next time, see ya! The Mr. Cemetery Show is an independent production. Like this episode? Head over to iTunes and subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's very much appreciated. Don't forget to join us next week for another great episode. As always, stay creepy, my friends. You got boobs. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of implants? <laughs>